and welcome to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovation. I'm Laura Milstein, and I know a little bit about technology. And I'm Gabby Schulte, and I know even less than Laura, but that's why each week we talk to heavy hitters in the industry to help us break down these topics. That's true. And today, Gabby, who are we talking to? Today, we're talking to Scott McVeigh. Scott is the industry principal at ONA, an e-discovery knowledge integration platform that works with the likes of Dropbox, Slack, Lyft, EA, Fitbit, News Corp, and Carvana. For over 24 years, he's been providing information governance strategies and technology implementations, both as a consultant and in in in-house roles. Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on the pod today. Very excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into all things Ona, can you just tell us a little bit more about you and how you got started into this industry? Oh, uh, sure. Um, uh, so yeah, 20, 24 years I've, I've been doing records management, information governance, privacy, e-discovery stuff, but uh, it all started actually for me, a, a knock on my door. My, my neighbor was a, in sales in for a company that sold you know records management supplies and they were looking for a project manager so this was obviously very early in my career and I was doing project management in a different industry and I I went and took the job and I ended up kind of becoming a consultant that way sort of a serendipitous way into the in, in, into a career field you know I feel like every person we've talked to, Almost every person has had like a an interesting story and how they got started in the industry because it's always been like, oh, yeah, like I was doing something else. But then, you know, I kind of just found my way into into tech or into consulting. I just find that so interesting because I feel like our society right now is just so driven on what are you going to do with your life? You know, and it's, everything is so intentional. Um, so that's, that's really interesting and how you kind of like, so what was it about tech and consulting that you, you know, were like, Hey, yeah, let me, let me give this a shot. I I think it was really because, uh, I've always been, uh, a problem solver. And, uh, you know, whether I was a consultant or, you know, I, I was hired to run this in-house, um, there was a problem to solve. And that's probably the thing that I've always enjoyed the most out of like, you know, consulting is like, you literally will have 20 projects a year of just things to go in and work on. So uh, getting, getting presented those opportunities, whether it's around policy and process or, or organizational change or, how that technology that supports those policies and processes is is deployed and implemented. Uh, I, I've always kind of gravitated towards doing that, and and uh, I, I just get a big kick out of it. Scott, do you have any regrets? Like, do you think you're going to stay in the industry? Is there any part of you that's like, anyway, so now I'm looking to try something new? <laughs> this is where you want to air all of your... Wow. grievances just, just wow. tell the people you're you know oh live God. on the podcast is this is this something you're gonna stay in or, or are I you gonna announce right now this. i don't want to hear all the regrets i have but um this. so yeah I, you know what I, I don't have a lot of career regrets because i've, I've always been a little bit of a, a risk taker which is a weird thing to do in a field that's all about like risk mitigation you know like so i, I i've uh, like for instance, uh, I took a, a a role with an insurance company that was being liquidated, 
you know, literally like it's never coming back. It's not in bankruptcy. Wow. It's done. It's in the state. Yeah. And my job was to put in the e-discovery platform to find things to liquidate the estate even faster. Hmm. But I took the I took the role and they're like, look, it might be a year, it might be two. I ended up making it 13 months um, hmm. before I literally put myself out of a job. Yeah, I was so like, you I, worked too hard to, to literally say, <laughs> I don't want to work here anymore. No, <laughs> I'm going to no, just I, cancel yeah. this now. So, so the, but I took it because at the time, there was like four or five different technologies that were all sort of bleeding edge. Like we, we made this like Frankenstein type of e-discovery platform. This is, you know, like 15 years ago. So there really wasn't anything on the market at the time. So we were kind of like pulling a bunch of different technologies together and bolting them together and making it work. But I did it for that opportunity because I knew that I'd come out of it with, with skills that I could leverage almost anywhere and, and, and just be able to start to kind of, you know, go and take on bigger, bigger roles beyond that. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't have a lot of regrets because I've, I've always kind of been willing to, to, to jump, you know, to, to, to something that was exciting. I left a big four firm mm -hmm. to come to a tech startup. You know, like a lot of people would say that that's a risky move. But for me, it was like, one, it, it keeps it fresh. I'm, 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 I get, you know, hip deep in something that is a, a, a new technology um, versus yeah. just kind of like consulting around like, program builds and stuff. So, so mm -hmm. no, I don't have any regrets that way. No regrets. Yep. Yeah. No, My no, personal no, life no. is just a minefield <laughs> of regrets. No, let's yeah, get into some we, of that. No, we, I'm just we, kidding. <laughs> we were trying to help you avoid those uh, publicly you. at least. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so Ona's uh, very interesting to us because we brought a lot of people on that have worked in e-discovery, but a lot of them are really talking about maybe like their side of specific hosting platforms and, and really diving into review. And Ona isn't a stereotypical e-discovery review platform. It's really different. And I do want to get into that more. But before I actually jump to that, and I don't know why I threw that right now before asking a completely different question, but I thought of a different question. That just keep you on your toes. To <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But keep that in mind, because that is something I quite want to dive into. But I also am kind of curious. So your background, you you have a significant background when it comes to project and programmatic work on records management, e-discovery, information and privacy uh, around large enterprise and government clients globally, which is, is an interesting thing to kind of bring me to this question. In today's massive digital footprint, what are some of the challenges um, that you, you think are challenges and what do you think are, are some of the solutions to those challenges? Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's biting off a chunk. Um, I, <laughs> I, I think that a lot of folks are, you know, in the last year and a half with, with the, the pandemic and work from home and, and all that, all of these technologies like, like we're using today, right. We're, we're rolled out to keep everybody like afloat, you know, like you can be productive remotely. We're not in a, in a room together, whiteboarding this stuff. So we have all of these technologies that are out there supporting that, but, almost all of them were probably deployed without your typical change management, you, you know, project. They were just rushed to, to, Hey, everybody has to go home today, take your laptop. And, and, and here's a new, a new thing called zoom that you'll, you'll log into. Um, teams has rolled out from like 10 million to like 150 million users in, in a year. Like that's crazy growth, crazy growth. So the tech cart is so far in front of the horse that I, I think the, the big challenge that a lot of organizations, especially 
government side because they always lag behind the the innovation of the private sector. But is that the the policies that they have around governance and around retention? Is that didn't envision this, like you know, and and didn't envision that all of this is now in the cloud. And there's you know, once you start layering on the the other fun lenses like privacy and the jurisdictionality of the data, like it it, it kind of the 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 challenge isn't just one, it's it's like exponential. And that's probably pretty daunting for a lot of folks who are in-house of like, how do I, how do, I do this? Um, and, and I think it's really just a matter of like, okay, wh- what can you solve for? And start with that, you know, that, don't try to like be, be perfect because that, that, that really is the enemy of the good when it comes to governance and getting your hands to solve it at the data level because that'll help you downstream for privacy and information governance and 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 e-discovery like you you can get your arms around that if you just think about it at how do i get my policy to the data um then at some point i think we have to go back and kind of educate our our end users wherever they may be in the world now on what's good a good best practice for how to manage data should should the zoom call be recorded you know, what should you put in a Slack thread and what should you not put in the Slack thread? You know, did you know we record the Slack thread? So maybe don't do any of those things. Like, so all of that is is stuff that, you know, I, I think the folks who are in charge of, whether it's the system admins or the business admins of that, of these collaboration tools is to get back out there with their users and and, and do a little training and a little education. Um, and I think that that's gonna uh, go a long way towards towards just, a a better world. Yeah, it's amazing to think about, you know, in terms and, you know, with the pandemic, it really was kind of, especially when we were all in lockdown, it really was sort of a tale of two types of work where you had people that needed to go in, in person and then people who everybody went virtual. So among those that you know, had to do virtual stuff. It's amazing to see just kind of like what, like you said, everything went on the cloud. And then what is that? Because I know, and you know, people that I've worked with and, and, and the company that I am at full time, you know, that was a huge concern is that now we're all on the cloud. What does security mean? Um, so my next question for you is, so Ona, it was interesting, you know, reading up on it, you know, even before the pandemic, security was something that you, uh, that Ona, like, you know, champions that you can keep the data private. So how, how was that kind of, again, what sort of challenges did that pose or were you kind of ahead of the curve you know, after the pan or during the pandemic, um, in that sort of sense where it's like, okay, you've been thinking about keeping data private for a while and, you know, that sort of sense. So what was that kind of like? Yeah. Um, so the, the curve that we have definitely been ahead of is that, you know, our focus is not just as, as Laura had mentioned, like we're, we're not a typical e-discovery kind of platform. I, I didn't forget your question earlier. Um, but and I'm gonna weave them together here. We've been looking beyond like e-discovery and then beyond beyond like compliance and privacy. I- integrating knowledge is like how we, we we call it. You know, to be a knowledge integration platform is we've built out 
uh, an ability to connect to and collect data from a variety of different cloud-based applications. We can also do on-prem stuff too. That just requires a little bit more plumbing to connect everything. But to connect to all these things that people are relying on, especially now that you work from home, right? Like so that you can get it on all your devices, whatever, and be able to access information wherever you are, whenever you are. Um, our, 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 our vision all along has been the cloud computing is where it's going. It, it's already kind of there for a lot of people. Um, how do you, like, it, it sounded great until you started realizing that every one of those apps kind of silos information away from other apps or only connects to a couple. We're trying to connect to all of them, you know, and, and, and bring that data back into one place to search. Now, whether the use cases for litigation or the use cases for a data subject access request around privacy and, and, and or some other compliance use case that we haven't thought of yet, finding that information where, where it lives in the cloud um, is, is the very first hurdle you have to get over. So that was our, our vision and what we've been working towards. So hopefully, um, we're we're a little different company, and and I don't even know that we describe ourselves as like an e-discovery company. We're we're a knowledge integration company that solves for e-discovery, you know, on that one side of the EDRM model. You know, like we're we're on the left hand side of collection, identification, processing that data. We're not a review platform that that you would want to do, you know, a lot of document kind of review for. But we find that information and then move it to. You know, a cloud-based review platform. Like we want to, we want to connect those things that that people are working in, so that they can they can find what they need when they need it. So, yeah, and I like the clarification of that because I think so many things just get bucketed under e-discovery or cyber or data, and right. and I think sometimes they really overlap. Sometimes they're in all of those categories and sometimes they're actually in no category, but you just don't know what to label them. And I think what you guys are doing is a little bit different. And even though it is closest relationship is with e-discovery, it isn't, as you mentioned, a typical just review platform. Um, but I want to ask, so I understand if there's like an open source technology out there, it's pretty easy to kind of take that and, and build on top of it or integrate within that. But how does ONA help to build on top of an organization's proprietary knowledge? I guess I'm just asking, you know, it seems like a very critical component to be able to do that and making a software like Ona is productive, but what happens if it's not really open source? What happens if it's something where they're saying, hey, you can't integrate it into us? Are there ways around that for your product? Yeah, we, we have a services team that'll build custom connectors to, to something that is, you know, um, a, a, a platform that it doesn't have an open API that you can just go and get the data and, and, and work with, or we could just build that, you know, like, which is what we've done for like the big, you know, cloud-based mm -hmm. companies like Slack. And, and we just released our Microsoft Teams connector, you know, because the, the market's been banging the drum about like, hey, there's, I, I need to know if that, if that, that emoji or that high five emoji said, yeah, go forth and do that. <laughs> like for our investigation. Yeah. So, so we, we've been trying to do that, but if you had, you know, the ABC system and that was something that we didn't have, we could, our services team could, could work on building that connector to get to it. 
Okay. Um, and then just out of curiosity, um, because of what you're doing, it does usually involve other companies or other platforms or other products that you kind of are sometimes saying, hey, let's exactly what you just said with Slack, take this and build sure. this. What is your least favorite technology? <laughs> just, just thought I would say that in a very My casual least way to see if I got like an instant. Oh. Yeah, who do you hate oh. out there? Who is just like, oh, God, this platform is always <laughs> difficult. I understand it's a challenging question. No one has just answered it for us yet, at least not honestly. We've gotten like anonymous messages and we are going to send some polls <laughs> out. But I'm, I'm curious if maybe you want to be the one to be like, you know what? I hate this platform or um, I like this platform. I hate this company. Just curious. Yeah. So so I, I don't have any hate at all, um, but there are definitely companies that have um, uh, that are challenges and they're either challenges to to work with because this isn't a something that they think of or they're they're challenged by or their technology is just difficult right like and then some might even think like hey we play in this space too but they they don't right like so they there's a little like turf defending of like you know are we are we coming for stuff that they want to you know put up a wall around so um i mean our 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 strength is in our ability to connect and, you know, so whether they're loved by, or, you know, not loved yet by their customer base, like we want to help their customer base get to their data faster. So I, I, I you know, all the ones who want to work with us or who are our customers, I love them. You know, so, yeah. so that's that's kind <laughs> I, of like the, the pat answer. I'm sorry, I can't be more provocative than that. It's okay. But, yeah. I like how you kind of skirted around. You were like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say it. And that's <laughs> that's fair. It's a fair statement. It's fair. Um, I, yeah. So, so I'm also just kind of curious with that. Um, where do you think Ona is going to go? What do you think like, and not saying even like trends, because I'm, I'm sure like Gabby will dive into that more because Gabby loves to talk about the trends and I think they're I the best. Trends. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Gabby them. will dive into that with you, I'm sure. But, but more of just like in the Ona specific space, what do you think? And maybe, you know, maybe you could just tell us right now, are there any like secrets that we don't know about Ona that are like maybe in development right now, or it's going to just get, crazy like tell us what's sexy about ona coming out um yeah so well i just like our well, we literally the other day our microsoft teams connector came out at which you know we we I, I don't know that that's well known so we were already kind of uh you know if i can bang the drum here the the, the leader in ability to get to slack right so we can we could turn that data around and, and it looks like you're reading a Slack thread. A, a lot of other companies connect to Slack and it looks like you're looking at the matrix, you know, like, because they're just giving you a JSON file. You, so if you're an Which attorney, it's kind of cool though. I mean, like it is cool, but if you can read it, don't, like, they don't, <laughs> yeah. they're not, they're not down with that. Right. Like, so they, they need to see the high five emoji to know that that not like the code for the high five emoji. So yes, you're already yes. like, you know, able to do that. Um, there are a couple of, uh, large enterprise um, uh, companies that we are now working with in the software space that we are looking to to co-develop connectors to that, which 
pretty much would take on a lot of a service area for for a lot of folks, but I don't want to get into who, who they are yet because it's 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 early days. Um, now, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be exciting stuff because it, you know these are the companies that are the backbone of and the infrastructure for so many enterprises uh, across the country. Um, we can similar, already do stuff similar to us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, similar to the to that tech pod. Got the it. Tech pod are, is is a staple <laughs> of American life. So. Exactly. That's what we label ourselves as. Um, No, that's that's all really exciting. And it kind of makes me well, as Laura said, I'm all about the trends. So it makes me think about. um, Well, I have a two part question for you. Do you think that because a lot of companies are like, yeah, this whole remote thing is pretty awesome. It saves us, you know, the costs of not being in a building and whatever. So, or, and there's trade-offs to it, right? But do you, do you think that cloud-based companies are going to, that there's going to be a lot more of them and, and that sort of thing um, in the future, uh you know, since the remote learn or the remote work sort of that whole experiment and they're going to, you know, kind of stay that way. And then the second part is what do you see companies like Ona um, sort of doing off of that build of, of cloud-based companies? Yeah. So uh, I, I think the trend definitely is, you know, more cloud-based software uh, solutioning um, if I can, make that a gerund. Um, and uh, I don't think they, they will all start to be these sort of like, you know, massive enterprise things like a Salesforce or ServiceNow where there's like 4,000 modules in there. But there are very specific, um, you know, kind of use case cloud-based things like, you know, uh, Asana, you know, for project management and stuff like that. And I think you're going to see more of those because one, your time to market is much shorter to bring a solution um, and your ability to do that in the cloud allows for the development cycles to be faster. You can have a diversified engineering workforce, um, you know, like an dispersed engineering workforce um, and your ability to, you know, build your own infrastructure is you get there faster. Like, so all the benefits that our customers would go to the cloud benefits tech startups you know, just as much. In fact, a lot of them end up being our our customers, you know, when they face things like um, IPOs or maybe there's a shareholder lawsuit and they're using us to get to their cloud data because it's all, they're all born in the cloud, right? Like you're not going to go find some, you know, old server in a closet somewhere at, at one of these new startups. Everything we have is in the cloud and that that's our wheelhouse, right? So, uh, uh, one of our tech, our industry focuses is really that kind of tech, media, you know, telecom kind of thing because they're all they're all digital and they're all in the cloud. Um, so, I, I think you'll see more of those kind of one by one. You know, maybe they're just addressing one industry issue and they're they're bringing a, a solution to market to to be disruptive to 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 solve it faster in a better way than the the legacy applications we're doing. Um, the challenge, I think, for the larger enterprise customers is they're all very acquisitive, right? You either grow organically or you, you're, you're purchasing someone. So they inherit these data stores. 
right? So it, even if they've got, you know, huge legacy enterprise applications running in a data mart, you know, or something like that, they're buying companies whose infrastructure is cloud. And then they need to be able to get to that data because they need to run the business that they just bought. Or, you know, they also inherit the liabilities of the litigation that comes along with it. So they need to get to that information quickly. And and so I think there's there's a, a, a lot more of like trying to solve for how do, how do we get and find things in the cloud. And then there's definitely going to be more, you know, very specific applications being developed. What that means for Ona is we're always trying to keep our roadmap, you know, agile enough to, to identify what are the next hot applications to build a connector to, because some of them it's quite difficult to build a connector and keep it maintained based on what they'll pass through. And then explain to an attorney, here's the data we can get because that's all they'll give us, right? Like, so not not every connector is is equal because of what the API is going like, to let pass through to us. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot to take in. I need to process all of that. I was like, I'm, I'm excited now. No, it's <laughs> exciting. It's awesome. Um, well, Scott, um, I want to just announce to all of our listeners right now, um, and I'm sure by now we have, I don't know, 50,000 probably at least because, you know, we are self-voted the number one tech podcast in the world. Um, and so I feel like every one of our listeners right now needs to know I want to publicly apologize. Gabby and I, for only Scott, no one else who brought on the podcast, did we like five minutes before recording say, hey, Scott, we can't do this. Sorry. Um, and then today we made him wait, which is the second person we've made wait. And I'm, I'm in South Carolina and I'm going to blame it on the heat because I've been having Wi-Fi issues and there happens to be a beach. So there are some issues there. Blame it on Charleston. Not that tech pod, but the whole world should know Scott has been a trooper with us through all of these. And we just want to say, I mean, testament to you because you've been, you know, tick took your time to come on our podcast and we want to thank you for coming on. We're really excited to hear and see all the things that own is going to do. And we will be following you and all of our followers listening. I'm sure are going to check out Ona because we have a lot of them. You've, you've sold them. I think, I mean, you sold us Gabby. What do you think? You love tech. Are you sold? I'm sold. I mean, I agree. This is a, uh, I'm as sold as can be over here. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. I'm sure my LinkedIn profile is going to blow up this week. Right? It's going to go yeah. viral. <laughs> if, if LinkedIn profiles yeah, be, can go viral, yours, yeah. yeah, just just watch out. I think your life's going to change. I mean, I think you're yeah. going to walk down the street. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to have people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> it happens I all the know. time. Okay, were you on the tech podcast? Yes, I was. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 it's been a weird adjustment be for us as as the host has been weird, you know, doing everyday things. We can't really do them anymore, except, you know, it, unless we just don't talk ever. So it's hard. Well, it's tough. It's a tough world. Where where can everyone get the tech podcast? Uh, you know, at find podcast dealers across the country. Apple Music, Android. Wow, you're doing our clothes for us. Yeah, everywhere. I I have to tell all my friends and family where they can download a copy of this so they can hear my dulcet tones. Anywhere and everywhere. Wherever they listen to podcasts. iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify, Spotify, yeah. Pocket Cast. And we'll definitely... 
share all of that with you too. I hope so. And we have a website, so check it out. But anyway, thanks for coming on our show today, Scott. You've been great. Well, thank you. Talk to Scott McVeigh, a super trooper for dealing with you. Tell me your tech takeaways. <laughs> You're not wrong about any of that. Um, I think Scott is interesting, as I think everyone is, and I say that every time. People are probably sick of me saying that. But I think Ona, in and of itself, is really cool with the things that they're doing, with their connection to not limiting you to what apps you are able to have connectivity to and and just sort of being very unique they're different because they're not a standard e-discovery platform and you're just kind of saying what are you what are you doing how's that happening and i think he laid that out very nicely yeah no i know and that you know how he was talking about everything kind of eventually going heading towards being cloud-based i think that it's a really good product i think it's very interesting um and i like doing these types of um episodes when we're talking about like tech innovation and all that stuff because it always makes me think of like what's coming down the pipeline what tools are we going to be using uh in the next five to ten years and i feel like ona is kind of looking ahead to that as well yeah, I agree. I think he has an interesting story, too, with when he told us about the company that he worked for, where he was essentially working to get himself fired. And I think in general, we need more people like that in the world that aren't just working for a paycheck. They're working. Yeah, we all want to get paid, but we also should have a passion for what we're doing and be doing it in the right direction. So for all our listeners, fi- follow your passion and make sure that it's tech so that we feel passionate about it as well. And make sure one of your passions is us at that tech pod. So reach out to us and tell us how you're feeling. Tell us how your day is going. Uh, contact us at contact at thattechpod.com. Check us out on our website, www.thattechpod.com. Scroll to the bottom and put your email in to stay in the loop with everything going on. We do have a lot of things progressing over the end of the year and through Q1 of 2022, which we are very excited about. So stay tuned. Check us out on our LinkedIn slash thattechpod and tweet at us at that tech pod. And if you want a super easy way to help us out, you can go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast and give us a five-star rating or review. We would literally love you forever. Uh, we're creating the tech to keep our love on the cloud, like that one Black Mirror episode, uh, San Junipero. So um, yeah, we, we, we would love you forever on a digital basis on a digital basis. See you next week.